This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. You're listening to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Now, here's Justin Fielder, Derek Stafford, and Tyler Schaefer. Hello, and welcome to the Husker CuzCast Sports Show. Justin here, along with the cousins Derek and Tyler. Be sure to follow us on Twitter, at HuskerCuzCast, for all podcast updates and more. Well, guys, we came here because we thought there was going to be an announcement in the Big Ten that Nebraska and the Big Ten would resume play. What the fuck is going on in the Big Ten? Here we are. It is uh, Tuesday, September 15th at 9.22 right now, and we still don't know anything. Uh, we've been waiting for this for weeks, and especially today. You heard the stuff with uh, uh, Ted Carter, you know, the hot mic incident there, and nothing Nothing. We still don't know anything. Tyler, what, what what are you making of this? Well, first of all, you know, we're supposed to be a PG-13 show, guys. I mean, Justin, you dropped the first F-bomb 30 seconds in. Come on. You're better than that. Hey, it's it's probably going to get worse because uh, th- this, this, this is BS, guys. This is BS. Play or don't okay. play, right? Well, yeah, but I, and I agree with you. And, it, you know, let's just start with the fact that you know, the, the rumors and the speculation is enough to drive someone crazy. It, Sir Yacht swears it's October 10th, and then you hear October 17th, and I've heard Halloween and Thanksgiving and January. And then, you know, was there a vote on Saturday or Sunday or today or what, what's going on? No one knows. And, and I, shame on the media. Like, that you guys have got to get better sources than you currently have. Well, what are you this talking about, just... Tyler? You're t- you're throwing out Surrey Yacht as a credible source on this program, and you want to blast okay. other media? What? what, what Not are you doing? just Sir Yacht, but I mean, you've heard it from everyone. You've heard it from Sean Callahan, and I get the Ted Carter. The Ted Carter thing's different, but but you heard it from everyone. The the media was going crazy saying what had happened, what had not happened. Dan Patrick. Yeah. Oh, th- hey, this is what happened. Hey, if, if the Big Ten plays, is everyone going to play? Or some people opt out? You hear different reports. I mean, the speculation on this is just crazy. It's enough to drive you insane. Mm-hmm. And and nowhere to be found is Kevin Warren. And yeah. I don't know if I blame him. I don't know if I blame him because if you don't have something to report, what I mean, what do you do? Say, well, that rumor's not true. That one could be. But, yeah, that one, yeah, 20% chance I give that. Like, what is he supposed to say until they have a decision made? But The I, truth! Derek, the truth! That's not that hard. Derek, go what, ahead. What do, you, what do you expect him to do? How about his job? I don't know, for one. Uh, for, as of right now, Sir Yacht seems like the most credible source out there. You, you can scoff and laugh all you want, but, hell, he's been uh, any bit as accurate as anybody else out there. Shit, well, nobody knows what the hell's going on. Wait, so you mean not Kevin accurate Warren. at all, right? I mean, that, that, that's what you mean by Sir Yacht being as accurate as everyone else. is not accurate. Okay. Well, you, you say that everybody needs to get better sources. Maybe the Big Ten just needs to get a better commissioner. Yeah, they, they need a better commissioner to, you know, like address all these issues that are going on within the conference. And, and I mean, it's bad. When people that cover the Big Ten Conference professionally, they get paid to cover the Big Ten Conference, and they have no idea what the hell is going on. They're putting out stuff. Everybody has a source, but 
none of these sources, none of their stories are tying together accurately at all. I thought the most credible source happened today when Ted Carter came across the hot mic and insinuated that Husker football and Big Ten football was going to be returned to action and with announcement tonight. We thought this. We scheduled this podcast based off of those, you know, that news, thinking it was going to happen. And we sat there looking at our watches all night long. And here we are. We're doing a show. And they're still screwed up. This is... I mean, we we joined the worst conference in the world. I mean, it was great under uh, Delaney, right? It was great. We had great leadership. I mean, how, how much how much more of a credible source can you get than Nebraska's president? I mean, come on. Well, it depends who you ask. If you ask Pat Forty, I mean, well, that that dude screw doesn't that think. Guy. Yeah. I can't stand that son of a bitch. Yeah, he doesn't think Ted Carter's. Uh, you know that he's. Oh yeah, credible. I, I, I'm sure Ted Carter's just out there. Knowing he's on a hot mic, putting out information that he knows not true, like I'm sure that's happening. Well, I don't know. I mean, okay, so okay, so so the possibilities are this: he Either, had a reason to believe there was okay. going to be an announcement, or he was. So, said so there's stuff. three options. One, Ted Garter believed when he was talking that it was true. Okay, did not know he was on a hot mic. That's the truth. Two, he knew he was on a hot mic. And said it because he wanted to kind of show up the Big Ten. Or three, he knew he was on a hot mic and said it just to troll the Big Ten. Yeah. I don't know which one it is. It could be all three of those. But I'm not te- – that that scenario really of him just throwing all, it out there. It can't be all three of them if he doesn't know he's it on could a hot be. mic. And he it could be. It, I'm not saying it is. It's 100% not all three. But it, it could be any three of those. And I don't know which one I would say is the favorite. Well, I mean, maybe maybe Kevin Warren's the asshole here, and maybe he doesn't like being shown up, and you know they are delaying it all, all over this stuff. It's that, that that's my firm belief. I I think Kevin Warren came out. I think he's pissed off Ted Carter, let it slip, whether he did it intentionally or not. And, and I do tend to agree with you, Tyler. I think he's either incompetent for not knowing there was a mic there and that it was probably on, or. He did it just to screw the Big Ten. I think those are the pretty much the two options. I, I don't give him three options. I think there's two options. Either he did it to screw the Big Ten, or he's incompetent and he didn't know that, hey, there's a mic here. It might be on. The, the, the one thing, though, that I look back at this, and you know, we all think that Kevin Warren's a little bitch, right? Uh, but is he? would he be that petulant? Would he be that petulant oh, being, yeah. based he's off been, of what... He's been this petty this whole time. Yeah. Why would he stop now? Well, I, I just think just because Nebraska you know, says that over a, uh, an open mic, hot mic, right? Would he hold the whole conference hostage by an announcement? Because teams can't uh, resume play unless this announcement's made, right? I mean, they're kind of held hostage. So the the deadline's just kind of ticking, ticking away, ticking away. And if we are going to have this October 17th kickoff with a uh, eight-game schedule with one bye week, uh, if that's going to happen, we got to get going, guys. Well, and, 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 and I talked to – Tomorrow will tell the tell. If, if he comes out tomorrow and makes this announcement mid-afternoon tomorrow – there's really no difference in an announcement tonight or tomorrow afternoon. 
There, there really isn't. So if he comes out with this announcement, I'm going to assume he did it just to be petty. I don't know if I'd buy that. I mean, I think that, you know, it, it could have been a misunderstanding from Ted Carter. Like, he could have said, oh, it looks like everything's final. It may, And maybe there's an internal pe- – so typically with something like this, when you're talking about a, a release – the, what would happen is they they would release it to all the stakeholders and to the Big Ten. So, like, if there was going to be a public announcement, you would expect there to be, whether it be media, whether it be investors, whether it be certain uh, school officials, an official announcement from the Big Ten saying, this is what we're going to release. I want you to read it in advance. So that could have been what Ted Carter was talking about. Maybe, like, hey, it's coming out. Everything's finalizing today. And the media will get the public announcement will be tomorrow. But the, the Justin, you hit on something there. You know, I mentioned all the inconsistency with uh, when is the Big Ten coming back. One of the other inconsistencies has been how long would it take to get a team ready to play? Right. I've heard three weeks. I've heard four weeks. I've heard five weeks. You know that somewhere in there. And today is September fifteenth. Okay, if to de- tomorrow practice resumes, that basically gives you. Five weeks, four and a half, four weeks. and a half, four and a half weeks, which is right about there. I mean, there there have been people that have said if the Big Ten wants to come back to October seventeenth, the drop dead date is tomorrow. They they have to announce it tomorrow, or else you're gonna be running into a time crunch. And again, you know, I don't know what all these teams have players, but if you had to get people back to campus. I mean, you are really going to be working at that four-week mark, and I've heard some people don't know if that's enough time. I think three, four weeks is definitely enough time, but I've heard that five, you need five weeks. And so, again, the time crunch is really, if you want that October 17th date, which seems like the drop-dead date if you want to be in the playoff, I mean, you've got to get an announcement out soon. Oh, it's essential that we start October 17th. Because if we start later than October 17th, you might as well start in January. There's, there's, it, it doesn't matter. Start Thanksgiving or January. If you can't start, start October 17th, it's pointless. It, it really is pointless because you're going to be playing football uh, while everybody else is going to bowl games and uh, being well, named I mean, to the playoff. I mean, it's – what so, are you doing? So who's to say they're not just trying to keep the marriage going with the Pac-12? I mean, they've had this marriage going with – the Pac-12 for a hundred years. Yeah, but the Pac-12 so. they got old and they got ugly, and they're not very good anymore. It's <laughs> they're, they're, it's uh, not and, a bright. Here's they're, the thing: at least the Pac-12 has an extra excuse with all the wildfires going on as to why they can't start up right away. And that's like good. The they Ten, should the keep Big Ten those has reasons. No excuse right now. That's the problem. The Big Ten has no excuse right now. Yeah. Well, I mean, look. The, the wildfires is one thing. Yeah, it's terrible that's going on out there. You know, a lot of homes and people's livelihoods are getting damaged. But the Pac-12 still a steaming pile of shit, and we don't, we shouldn't be associating ourselves with the Pac-12. We should be associating ourselves with the SEC, Big Twelve, ACC. That's who we okay. need to be associate ourselves. Okay. with. Okay, first of all, and, and Justin, I, I I agree with you in a lot of ways about the Pac-12, but let's not make it sound like the Pac-12 is in a tier all below the ACC and the Big Twelve. You take Oklahoma and Clemson out of both of those conferences. I don't know if the Pac-12 is not better than. Those oh yeah, okay, yeah. You, they're they're two team. They're 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 they are each of those conferences are one team conferences, and th- that and then that's and the Pac-12 is so, a no team conference. 
I mean, yeah, you, I mean, Oregon has been good, but it's consistently yeah. different. Oregon's it's a Texas. Okay, I, I, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and argue that the Big Twelve, Big Ten, shouldn't aspire to be the SEC, but that that's the peer. Don't don't throw them in there. But you know, I, I don't know if I agree. Like, I want Husker football back, and I, you know, I would love a bowl season, and I would love a college football playoff, but that's what not Nebraska is going for. So if you told me. Hey, I could have a Halloween start or Thanksgiving start. You know, I I would the sooner Husker football can get back, the better. And you know, Ohio State and Penn State might have a different opinion on that subject, but I, I mean, I just want my football back. And yeah, look, Halloween is great. You know, as long as we get some Husker football, it's going to be great, right? But once you get to that level, I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe this isn't uh, unanimous, but. I want to play in a bowl game this year. I want the opportunity to play in a bowl game this year. And if you start that late, you miss out on that chance to play in a bowl game this year. That's not if you ske- not if you schedule your schedule with the Pac-12. Oh my God, Derek, stop! No, I mean, <laughs> oh, you, you tell me to stop, but you don't think that's not a thought in the in the Big Ten's thought with their process right now? Oh, uh, absolutely, because they're a bunch of fucking idiots of what too. They're thinking of doing. I think you're batshit crazy if you think that's not a, a, a something that Kevin Warren's not considering. And, and, and let's talk about this, too. You, you talk about the Pac-12, and, and we all know Nebraska, we want to play. We want to play tomorrow. I want, I want a game on this Saturday. That's what I want. But let's not pretend like it, you. we know it's not unanimous in that room right now. I know, yeah. And, 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 and so – I'm not saying I agree or disagree. Obviously, we've talked about this at length of, hey, let the teams that want to play play. But if you're Kevin Warren, a guy who I've been critical with, not as much as you guys, but I've been critical. But if you're in that room and you're sitting there saying, well, we have half the teams that want to play, half the teams that don't. Like, I mean, is that 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 is a very scary precedent to go down, you, you know, to talk about in having half the teams play and half the teams don't. Yeah, that 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 was, that was never going to be an option. I, I firmly believe that was never going to be an option. I, and, I don't, I, and I and I and I agree that it shouldn't happen. Like it doesn't make sense to go. Oh, well, we're going to let these two teams play, and then we're going to start up a, t- a season in January and expect those teams not to play. It, it doesn't make sense. Like if I expect my conference to play in January, I want everybody there. I agree. I agree. I, it, it's a revenue. It's a partnership. It, it. You know. I. I wish they would have allowed something different, but. But but you look at Michigan. Michigan, we've heard is the big holdout. You know, you know, right up there with Ohio State. When you think of Big Ten football, you think of Michigan, Ohio State, and you know as much grief as Nebraska fans and Ohio State fans have had said about wanting to leave the conference if they go in a different direction. If Michigan doesn't play and ten other teams in the Big Ten play, that's a that's a death sentence to Michigan. Michigan football is dead. I think Harbaugh will bounce. He will go back to the NFL. He, I mean, he may go back to the NFL anyway out of spite, but from what's going well, on. But and, I mean, and, I, yeah, that's, where, fo- that's where the problem is starting to lie. You talk about Michigan. It's not that Michigan football does not want to play. See that, and I think that's what's being construed by all the social media. It's not that this, the football team doesn't want to play. It's the it's, president of the damn university who is yeah. not allowing them to play. Absolutely. Yes. I mean, that, that's across the board, though. I think all Big Ten football teams and athletic directors, they want to play. Yes. Well, I, I don't know about Barry Alvarez. Maybe, but. maybe, yeah, I mean, 
Yeah. But I think I even think Alvarez wants to play. I mean, he, you know, you might be right on ADs. ADs maybe all the coaches. Let, let's get that. There's that some coaches. You know, you've heard a guy who I've been really critical of PJ Fleck. You know, it sounds like oh yeah, he didn't want to play. The coaches want to play. There, there, there is no doubt in my mind. If you are a coach, you want to play. Yeah, you know, PJ Fleck, he's a company man, right? So if his leadership is saying that it's not safe, the company man's going to like side by him, right? Yep. He wants to play, but he's going to say everything out publicly, you know, yep. so he doesn't out the company. I mean, that that's the that's the little stuff that, you know, the little stuff that we don't like about PJ Fleck cuz he comes off, you know, kind of I don't know, fairy-like. Yeah, yeah, kind of. But whatever. He's a great coach. But, guys, I want to talk about something here with the the proposed plan in the Big Ten. An eight-game schedule uh, with one bye week. And uh, proposed, I can say proposed like this is actually being proposed. But the rumor has it. It's an eight-game schedule with one bye week and the conference championship on December 19th. Just so we can get in there right below, uh, underneath the cutoff for the playoff and bowl games, right? Eight games. All the other conferences, Power 5 conferences, ACC, Big 12, SEC, they're playing 10-game conferences. Does that put the Big 10 at a disadvantage, Derek? Well, 100%. Yeah. Why, why, and why wouldn't it? If, I, if, if I'm on that playoff committee and I see an 8-0 Ohio State team, Compared to a nine and one Georgia team or a nine and one Alabama team, why why am I even thinking about putting an eight and zero team in there? It makes no sense. I'm, I'm gonna put a one loss team ahead of them any day of the week and twice on Sunday. Wow, Tyler. Yeah, so so I don't know if I agree with you. So you know who Clemson plays this weekend? The Citadel. Pittsburgh played Austin Prey last weekend. Austin where is P. Austin? Wherever. Where the hell is that? Tennessee. Okay. UAB, uh, Miami. Play. I mean, like, so you compare these teams uh, in, you know, Big 12. I mean, we. I mean, God, that should have been a segment this week about the embarrassment of the Big 12. I mean, th- they all have these really, really weak out-of-conference games. So, really, they're playing nine games. So, if you're 8-0 and and you're 9-1 and and one of your wins is against the Citadel, you don't okay. think that's going to play a little and, bit? And, I mean, that, that's do you, even. Do you know how many ranked teams Alabama's playing this year with only a 10-game schedule? Uh, no, Five, I don't. Six. Okay. Really? Six ranked teams. Is that is Now, is that because the Big Ten and the Pac-12 are no longer ranked? No, I, I don't think so. I, you I mean, know what? Talking, yeah, a lot of teams they jump to the top twenty-five just because okay. Pac-12 and maybe that maybe that is the case. But I mean, they're still playing like number four Georgia, number six LSU. I mean, I, I, I get. I'm not. I mean, yes, the SEC is a different breed, right? The SEC. If you're a one-loss SEC team, you're making the playoffs. That that that's tied so, in so, true, correct? Okay. What, what if it comes down to a conference championship game between Notre Dame and Clemson, and Clemson beats Notre Dame in a close game, and Notre Dame's only loss is to Clemson? You don't you don't think there's a possibility to put those two teams in over an eight and zero Ohio State? Well, nine and zero because Ohio, Ohio State, State would get, play if, the conference if, championship game, but yeah, well, uh, Ohio, what, what, Ohio would they, State would if, they have, or would they have already figured out 
where that playoff would be before we got to our conference championship game. Supposedly, it's supposed to the the uh, playoff committee is supposed to make their selections on the twentieth. Supposedly, and, and and maybe they push that back. I mean, who knows? I mean, what ends up happening there? But I mean, I just, I okay. Is it a disadvantage? I mean, you know, if Ohio State, I think the scenario it would be is if Ohio State lost one game, and. Uh, I just I find it hard to believe that this year we've we've talked about the conference champions getting an automatic bid. If the Big Ten plays, unless something really weird happens, I find it very unlikely that the Big Ten champion will not make the playoffs, even with an eight game schedule. I, I almost believe that's almost impossible. If Ohio State goes seven and one and wins the Big Ten championship, they're gonna get in. I, I really I believe that. Ohio State goes seven and one, making the championship. I, it, the Big I, no, Ten champion would have to be undefeated to get in. I, I don't know if I agree. If it, because, again, you, how many teams are going to go undefeated? I mean, What if the Sun the, Belt the, goes undefeated? Yeah, okay. But, the, but like, that's the thing. is like You're going to see, just because most of these teams don't lose the non-conference games anyway. There's going to be a lot of one-loss teams. There's going to be a lot of one-loss teams. If, if there's a one-loss Big Ten champion, I think they're going to get in. Right. Well, we're going to talk about here, here, here. Okay, hold on. Here's the problem with that, Tyler. Not only are we only playing conference games, we're playing one less conference game than we normally play. So, like in Ohio State, it's not even going to have to play an extra crossover game. Yeah, it's an SEC schedule. Basically, they yeah. Usually, I mean, they usually play eight conference games. The SEC is not known for playing a lot of tough non-conference games. Okay, that's fair, but. Again, this year, the the SEC is going to play nine conference games, so they're going to go up an extra. So they're going to get extra points for playing an extra SEC team. Uh, okay, so if, if if the debate is— The ACC is going to be the same way. Like, but if the, if, the, if, if the debate is the seeding, then I will concede that a one-loss SEC champ will be higher seeded than a one-loss Big Ten champion. But if I believe that a— a non-conference champion is going to get into the playoff if the Big Ten gets in. I just I think it's going to be all four of the major conference champions, unless like a two or three loss team wins their conference championship. That's how I see it playing. I, I Which, think even if I think even if the Big Ten starts in, in time, I think even even playing just I just think the eight game schedule hurts you. I I really do. Yeah. Well, I, I I I could very well see it getting you getting left out of the playoff because of it. I think the only way the Big Ten could legitimately get uh, written out of the uh, uh, the conversation is with a one-loss champion. I think you have to go. Un- I, I I don't think so because there may only be one undefeated team in the country. So so you think if if uh, there may Georgia, be three. I I don't. I mean I don't buy that. I mean how many times. Clemson's only the, the only person Clemson is going to lose to is possibly Notre Dame. So Tyler, I will say so if, if Alabama can go undefeated, Oklahoma's not going to get beat by anybody in that shit conference. They all, uh Big Twelve. I, I, I mean, the, so there's, one, there's two undefeated teams right there, and if Alabama ends up undefeated, I, I would see them taking a second SEC yeah. one loss. A one loss team oh, oh. SEC team will go above a one loss. Okay, so let's, let me. Okay, one scenario, and then we'll move on. Georgia loses to Florida. 
Okay, they Florida and Florida loses one game along the way. Florida gets in to the conference championship over Georgia. They lose to Alabama. Alabama goes undefeated in your scenario. You think Georgia not making their conference championship with one loss gets in over a one loss Ohio State? It's happened before. before. It won't happen. It it won't. won't, You can't say that. We don't know. That stuttered Tyler. He forgot about Georgia getting in or no Alabama getting in with one loss and not playing for the conference title three years ago. But, but he forgot did, all about that. But, but didn't but didn't the champion of the Big Ten have two losses? Wasn't that the year that Ohio State had two losses? or no, whoever was Penn State? Loss. Penn State. Penn State. There you go. And I, they went I, on to play USC in the uh, yeah. Rose Bowl that year. All right, so we got we got to move on. Uh, we were talking about conference realignment a little bit. Uh, if you know. I think I've made myself clear that I'm not a big fan of the uh, leadership of the Big Ten right now. And if we had an opportunity to leave, I would. And if we had the opportunity to come up with our own dream conference, our own 12-team dream conference, uh, what, who would be in your 12-team dream conference? I want to start with you, Derek. Am I just listing off all 12 here? Well, do your divisions. Oh, we're going divisions? Oh, boy. I didn't really break them down in divisions, I guess. Oh, good Lord. Tyler, you're up. Okay. So so I will say my division uh, names are, uh, are to be determined later um, because it is not based off of uh, uh, geographic. And, and I want to tell you what, what I base my criteria on. It, it wasn't what makes sense for the future of college football. This is based off of what I believe – would be best for the fans. This is a fan base. This is a Tyler-based conference. Okay, screw the other fans. This is a Tyler-based conference. So, so I have the Nebraska division with Nebraska, Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa, and South Carolina. Now, South Carolina, <laughs> I, th- I would love, I would love to go down there. We have family down there. I'd love to have that back and forth. It'd be fun. The other division. Would be Kansas State, Iowa State, Texas, Wisconsin, Miami, and Ohio State. Ohio State was a last-minute entry because I'll tell you, I've kind of fallen in love with this love affair with Ohio State and Nebraska fans. I, I, I would think some tailgates would be fun keeping those going. So, but the majority of those are just rivalries that I think would be fun to see every year and a couple, uh, a couple other games in there. Oh my God, T- Tyler! How does okay outside of Tyler wanting to go to South Carolina? What does South Carolina have to do with being in a conference with Nebraska? Well, nothing really. I mean, <laughs> I mean, there's, there, I mean, there, there, there's no historical rivalry. I mean, I'll tell you a couple honorable mentions for me. UNLV. I think UNLV was an honorable mention to what? me going out to Ve- oh Vegas would be fun. Uh, UCLA okay. was. A, we didn't ask you for a itinerary of where you would like to travel. Yeah, we, yeah. Is, is we, that we what asked this you is? for who you'd like to play? I, 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 well, I think those would be fun teams to play. I mean, I, I again, UNLV makes absolutely no sense. South Carolina makes no sense. Well, it makes sense to me. It may it makes sense to me, and this is my I, conference. I, I, I love our brethren over there in South Carolina. As a matter of fact, I love the state of South Carolina. Yeah. It's a beautiful state. Love it. I was there quite a bit when I was in the army, but. To play the old Gamecocks, 
just really doesn't make sense at all. I mean, I mean, you, you know, you look at that part of the country to get some games down there would help with recruiting. You can maybe recruit Georgia better, Florida better if you have some games a little bit more regionally. We're maybe recruiting we, them well, and they're not sticking around when they do come. Well, maybe they stick around if we play down in the southeast a little bit more. All right, Tyler. Okay, recap. What what are your teams again? Because you're like nationwide here. I am nationwide. I, I again. I did not. This is not what I think a conference of the future would look like. This is Tyler's dream conference, but it would be Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa, South Carolina, Nebraska in one division. Again, I, I think those are those are rivalries uh, with Colorado, Missouri, Oklahoma, Iowa. I think those are our four biggest rivals. Um, historically, and what I think of Nebraska, I think those are the four biggest. So I think I'd love to play those teams every year. And then South Carolina, really personal reasons. And the other division uh, being Kansas State, Iowa State, uh, Texas, Wisconsin, probably the next four rivalry games that I'd like to see. Ohio State with the love affair we have recently in Miami. Another rivalry, maybe we didn't play them as often, but some really good historical games that would be fun to rehash. The 83, 94, 2001, the recent home and away. Some really fun uh, games with Miami. I think it'd be fun to play them you know, a few more times than we do currently. All right, so I went – yeah, that, that's nuts. But I went – I took Miami's a look- – been to Lincoln once. That's not, that's not even a rivalry. I, I, I will mean, agree that the, the games that have been played had some something on the line. Very other memorable. Than, other very, than the home and home, but like that doesn't well, make very, a lot very of Very memorable games. Very memorable. I mean, if you talk to anyone who's been to a Husker home game in the last decade, they will say the loudest game in Memorial Stadium in the last decade was when Miami came to town. I, I think that I've Nebraska heard Colorado fans, too. I was there. I mean, I was never there for Miami, but. I mean, I, I get. Well, that was 2008. I think everyone talked about. I don't know if it, maybe it was 2008. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, yeah. It's been that but, long since we've been relevant. Yeah, <laughs> but but I think that I mean, you you talk about Miami. I think there's been a lot of memorable things. I you know I'm, I'm not the shit on it, but like I would rather play. You guys crap on South Carolina. I'd rather play South Carolina every year than Kansas. Well, I mean that brings me to my practical <laughs> choices because that's what I did here. I took this as a practical approach, right? So in my 12-team conference, it's not very imaginative. It's not creative at all. I took a lot of the big old Big 8 teams. So I established a North, team, a North Division with Nebraska, Iowa State, Kansas State, Kansas, Colorado, and Iowa. I brought Ohio or Iowa along from the Big 10. Uh, I almost wanted to bring Ohio State in over Colorado just because of, you know, kind of like what you said, this little love affair that we got going on. We're sticking it to the Big Ten, but the Big Ten's actually sticking it to us right now. But uh, Ohio State fans and Nebraska fans, they're getting along really great right now, and it's really fun. Uh, It's going to be hard to hate Ohio State moving forward. Until they hang 60-plus on us. But my South Division, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma, Missouri, Texas A&M, Arkansas, and Texas. But I could probably put Baylor in there. And so when I came up with this, I did a practical approach uh, with the geography, right? We're all in uh, in the same geography, right? But I also wanted to bring in 
natural rivalries within each conference. So with my North, you know, I got Kansas State, Kansas. I got the Iowa State, Iowa. And then I had the Nebraska, Colorado. Those were the rivalries that I envisioned for the North. And then the South, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. Texas A&M, Texas. And then Missouri and Arkansas. That's the only reason I brought in Arkansas. They fit uh, with the geography. And, you know, Missouri and Arkansas, they have a little bit of history going back together. Uh, I hate Texas. Uh, you know, they, they kind of ran us out of another conference before, but they got good star power. I mean, I, I'd be open to replacing them with Baylor. Uh, just because Baylor and A&M, you know, they got a rivalry going on also. Uh, Tyler, you're like wincing like you've never heard of that, but. No, I mean, I have. You're I not mean, a Baylor it, fan. Yeah. I mean, you'd rather have South Carolina. I, if I would have thrown South no, Carolina. I, 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 I get it. You, I'm shocked you didn't put Baylor. If, if I was you, I'd put Baylor so you could go watch Nebraska play. Yeah. You get them in your home backcourt. Arkansas, I get the whole what you're going for with Missouri. But, you know, and, and, and obviously you look at the old Southwest Conference. Arkansas was in there with Texas and A&M. Yep. So there is a little bit of natural thing. But, I mean, I don't know if – I don't know if Arkansas fits a lot more besides proximity than South Carolina. I mean, Arkansas really, I mean, Arkansas has no history with any of those North teams. No. I mean, you again, I mean, nothing, a practical nothing. approach at this. Yeah, no, I, I get it. I, I, and I, I, if I was designing the college football of the future and I was doing it on basis of what I think a four mega conference would look like, this would not be it. This was my, hey, as a Nebraska fan, this is the conference I would love to be a part and of. And those are teams that you can hop in a car on a Friday afternoon and drive down and see Nebraska play week in, week out. I mean, sure. I mean, no, you, you, can, I don't, sure. you can get to Minnesota. You, you, can get to Minnesota you can get to Minnesota quicker than you can get to Arkansas, and it makes more sense. Uh, I mean, you can get to South Dakota State. I mean, if, you, if your thing is proximity... <laughs> I mean, shit, bring them up. Bring Creighton up. Uh, Creighton doesn't have a football team, but give them a football team. Tyler's <laughs> drunk. Derek, your turn. Uh, all right. I, I kind of went, I guess, in between you guys. Like, teams I'd like to play, I thought I thought of something better in Arkansas, I think. But uh, I went with, for, I guess, a north the north and south division myself. I, I went with, but it was kind of hard because I don't know what you call north and south on this. But I went with Iowa, Iowa State. Minnesota, Wisconsin, Colorado, and Nebraska in one division. And in the other division, I went Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Missouri, Notre Dame, Ohio State, and Kansas State in the other. Why are you preserving a lot of these uh, COVID pussy uh, schools that don't want to play football? Why are you bringing them into a conference? Why not? I why are you scared to play them? I'm not afraid to play them. They, I, they don't want to play football. So I, I want to beat Barry Alvarez. I want to beat Wisconsin. And I, I, I think the Minnesota rivalry is fun. It has nothing to do with this year. I'm not putting this year into consideration. You want, you want me to bring in uh, rivalries, and I think the, the Nebraska-Minnesota rivalry is fun. I think Wisconsin-Nebraska can be a fun rivalry. We just need to start beating them a little bit. Uh, Ohio State's a little bit with the love affair, but I, but again, if I'm gonna put a conference together, I want some of the best teams in there so it could be considered legit. And so I wanted to put Oklahoma and Ohio State and Notre Dame in there because I want I want it to be legit. I don't want 
a big eight conference where a, one team runs through it year in and year out. Well, and, and Derek, I actually like yours. I like yours a little bit more than Justin's. Um, what I will say about yours, and, and I know that the divisions with new, you have to have Nebraska and Oklahoma in the same division. Because we can't go back, you can't go back to the Big Twelve. You can't go back to the Big Twelve, and we don't play Oklahoma. Every well, it year. wouldn't be the Big Twelve, but you could you could do protected crossover games. Okay, okay, yeah. I, I mean, I think that again, one of the big things with me is, like I said, the Iowa, the Missouri, Oklahoma, and Colorado. I think when I think Nebraska rivalries, I think those are the four teams that stand out. I want to play those teams every year. I mean, those Absolutely. are. The, I think those are the game. You got to get those four games in there. Um, you know, I think that you know. I know you guys are shitting on me for the South Carolina and a little bit of the Miami, uh, throwing those two teams in there. And I and I understand. I understand you why you would say that. Um, I, I I think that you know for the most part, I, Derek, you didn't have Texas in. Hell but no. I think. Well, why do but, we want but, to fight them again? We already fought them and lost and had to leave a conference. Why do we want to go through that shit again? Well, in, in this in this scenario, we don't have Dan Beebe as a. Uh, that, that was the that was the commissioner, right? Okay, yeah, we don't have him overseeing shit and just slurping on Texas the whole time. We're and... bringing in Kevin Warren. <laughs> no, we're oh, not. Shit, we're never gonna play. <laughs> Podcast over. You, you know who you know who the commissioner of this conference is gonna be is Tyler Schaefer. That's who the commissioner is gonna be. It's gonna be amazing. It, we're we're gonna have more home games. We're gonna it's gonna be great. Oh God! Hey, the one good news: Nebraska's undefeated under the new commissioner. That's a joke that went over my head. Because we haven't played since he's been commissioner. Ah, I see what you did yeah, there. I mean, again, I I do think I I mean I think at some point in time college football is going to revamp and there's going to be a, a big conference swing. You know, I I've gotten some. Uh, flack on Twitter about saying I think the Big Ten is going to die. I think this could be a death wish, and may- maybe I'm wrong, but I-, I do think eventually you're going to see a four superpower, um, you know, four conferences really stand out. My conference won't be it. Your conferences won't be it. But I do hope in the future, like some of those longtime rivalries, I would love to see get back on our schedule because I tell you, I-, I would love to play Oklahoma more. I, w- I would love to play Colorado more. Yeah, I'd rather have a uh, couple more years uh, with experience under Frost before we play Oklahoma, truthfully. But uh, anyway, hey, let's talk about Oklahoma and let's talk about the Big 12. So let's move into a segment where we're going to pick the conference championships games out of the Power 5 schools, Big 12, ACC, and SEC. Then we're going to talk about the contenders in each conference. Uh, First of all, we're going to talk about the Big 12 and Tyler, you kind of wanted to hit on that, talk about a segment on how poorly the Big 12 performed last week, especially against the Sun Belt. So let's go ahead and let's uh, – what are your thoughts on the Big 12 and uh, how they fared against the Sun Belt last week? Well, I mean, you had Louisiana whooping Iowa State, a team that a lot of people thought was probably up there in the upper – tier of the Big 12. I, I kind of thought Iowa State wasn't going to be that great, which I wish we'd have done this last week. Um, Arkansas State squeaked out a victory against Kansas State. And Coastal Carolina beat Kansas, which is an interesting trivia fact. Coastal Carolina has as many victories against the Big 12 over the last three years as Kansas. 
So no. uh, <laughs> it's hey, but Kansas' only victory was over Texas. So that's the true statement. Hey, so I bet so Coastal Carolina. I bet that money line against Kansas, though. So I was happy. Hey, good, good for you. But 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 I, you know, I, so the Big Twelve had a very embarrassing weekend, and and I think that takes us to who we think is going to win the Big Twelve, and. And, and and not the most original pick here, but I think the conference championship is going to be Oklahoma, Texas. You know, Oklahoma, we've talked about they're the class. I don't really need a breakdown there. Texas, I got in there almost solely because I think they have one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I think if you take out Justin Fields, you take out uh, Trevor Lawrence, Sam Ellinger is probably the third best college football quarterback in my opinion. I think that he elevates Texas um, enough to get to that conference championship again. So I got those two competing with Oklahoma as the winner, like they've been every year over the last half decade. Uh, I mean, so I, I got Oklahoma winning the Big 12 this year. Derek, what about you? Who do you have in the Big 12 championship? Well, I, let, let me kind of re- uh, talk a little bit about this uh, embarrassment that the Big 12 <laughs> faced because – Dude, I, I got to tell you, I, I was working all day Saturday, so I didn't get a chance to really watch these games. But, man, Iowa State got throttled by Louisiana. Throttled. Like, that was bad. Yeah. This was a this was a top 25 team that everyone thought. I mean, there were a lot of people in the country that thought Brock Purdy was going to be one of the best quarterbacks in the country. Yeah. And I, I don't know what he ended up doing in that game, but he only scored 14 points. I don't know how much of it was because of him, but I mean, you were playing Louisiana. You should have scored about fifty. I look. I I I I was kind of a little bit with Tyler. I don't know that I had Iowa State quite as high as a lot of the national media did, but man, I thought they were going to be better than that. Uh, Tyler, I do I do agree with you on Texas and Oklahoma. I will disagree with you on Sam Ellinger. I don't think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the country. I, I think he's probably maybe the best in the Big 12, possibly, but I don't even know if you can say that. Because Lincoln Riley will probably have the best quarterback, whoever it may be, because he is just a quarterback whisperer. Uh, Oklahoma will win the division. There's no competition for him. Uh, my, my, the, the only one team I might say could be a dark horse in the whole thing would be West Virginia, who did, who did impress me a little bit last week, even though they played a garbage team. Well, I, um, I'm actually different than you guys here. Oklahoma, I think Oklahoma's the overwhelming favorite to win it, but I think they're going to uh, be facing off with Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State, the, in this conference here, you know, you guys already talked about the Big 12 struggles against the, the Sun Belt. They're not looking that great. One thing that kind of got, got glossed over was Texas Tech. Texas Tech was like 40-point favorites over Houston Baptist and one by two. And that was a game where Houston Baptist could have upset uh, Texas Tech. And I think uh, Chris Falica, I think he's the one that tweeted out that had they – upset them that would have been the third largest or the third biggest upset in all of college football history you know lowly houston baptist and fcs school 40 point favorites and wow 
So that's four teams that underperformed in the Big 12. So I don't think the ceiling is very high. The competition level is that high there. Uh, there's only going to be a few teams that can compete. Uh, but I have Oklahoma playing Oklahoma State in the Big 10 title or Big 12 title game. Uh, Ohio State, God, they returned everybody on offense and defense. They got tons of people returning, including Chubba Hubbard, the uh, you know preseason All-American running back. This dude is he's he's on fire. I mean, they got they have so much returning. Uh, Tylen Wallace, Tylen yeah. Wallace is one of the better best wide receivers. I mean, I think Oklahoma State's a really good uh, lots of talent. They they, they are. I, I, I want to, real quick, not to interrupt you, but Oklahoma. So I, I again, I had Texas, uh, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and and my dark horse team in the Big Twelve was TCU, and, and I think TCU, you know, they have the, probably the best defense in the Big Twelve. Um, now the Big Twelve isn't known for defense, but but they are probably the best defensive unit. Last year they they were a. Uh, you know they were five and seven, not a good year for TCU, but a lot of very close losses. That you know, and, and another reason you bring in a guy like JD Spielman, um, we didn't get a chance to see him last week because uh, the SMU game was postponed because of COVID stuff. But um, you know, you but but I do think TCU and Oklahoma State are right there for that third team. I think they're going to compete. Um, I I don't think you're crazy for thinking Oklahoma State's there. I I. I'm not buying them better than Texas. I'm just, I'm just not there. So for our listeners, every year that we talk about uh, the conference championship games and contenders, every year Tyler is always high on TCU. I don't I know am, why I, he's high on TCU. I don't know if there's a girl that he once used to fancy that used to go to TCU or you know what it is. They had a good year. They had a good year once. They had a good year once. I mean, okay, they had more than a good year once. I mean, the first year of the college football playoff, they were right there to get in it. Okay. They've had two. They, they had a good year once two, in the Big Twelve. They've had two hey, eleven win hey. seasons in the last five years. Two eleven win here, seasons here, in the last five years. Here's my problem with TCU and honestly Oklahoma State is I'm wondering where team chemistry is going to be after the off season uh, woes that they both had with. Uh, Patterson coming out saying the N word or whatever, and where's that locker room going to be? Right. Behind him, I think it's going to be behind him. I think you, you all can those say guys it's behind are behind him, but I don't know that. Wait, for you, sure. you, you think that these guys are just going to like quit playing because of something that happened months ago? It's possible. I, I, I don't. I don't buy that one bit. I think. I think all these uh, dudes. I mean, Chubba Hubbard at one point wasn't even going to play because of a T-shirt that Bullet wore. Yeah, wore. and then like three days later, he was in a little infomercial uh, uh, with the coach. I mean, look, I think it's. But, but again, I don't know that I, just because they still want to play, I don't know that it fixes team chemistry. Yeah, and, and who knows if it does. And again, I'll, Derek, I'm with you. That's why I got Texas just a, a nudge above them. But part of those the TCU Oklahoma State debate is okay. So is Iowa State the fifth best team in that conference? West Virginia the fifth best team in that conference? Neither one of those teams I think are better than TCU Oklahoma State. I think West All Virginia's the people that, got an argument. I, I do. I think they uh, okay. All they, the people they have the that offense. Wanted, they're going to score some points. If Nebraska was in the Big 12, 
we would be clearly the third best team in that conference. That's how bad the Big 12 is in my opinion. Hey, we don't know we don't know what Baylor is going to be yet. We're going to talk we're going to talk about Baylor you, here you want, a little you bit. You want my hot take? You want my hot take take of the day? You said I hot think take. Baylor hired the wrong coach. All right, well we'll talk about Baylor here. They're going to be in our games of the week. So, well, you know what? Screw it. No, I Go ahead. I mean, we're talk talking about, about the Big 12. Right, Let's talk ahead. about it. I think they hired the wrong head coach. I don't. I don't think Dave Aranda fits the Big Twelve, and I don't. I don't think he's a great fit for Baylor right now. I I tend to agree. No, I mean Baylor. So this is what Baylor has going for him right now. I mean Baylor's. They're going to be returning a hell of an offense, including their quarterback Charlie Brewer. Right? Their offense is not going to be a question. What they needed help with is defense, and Dave Aranda is a defensive genius. And him coming down to Waco, I think I think they only return like two dudes on defense. But Dave Aranda is so good. I think that it's going to be the perfect combination in year one to, to win them some games. Now, I'm not putting Baylor as a contender to win the Big 12 this year at all. But I think the future is Dave Aranda bright. feels like a Bo Pelini hire to me. I don't know. I Dave, Rand, do okay. Dave Rand is pretty sharp. I think he'll do okay. I just don't think he's going to be what everybody always hoping I, he's going to be. I, again, I had Baylor as the seventh best team in the Big 12. That feels about right to me. They're a bull um, team. They're a bull team. I mean, That's fair. I mean maybe. They're, they're, they're but, six but I don't six. see them improving six in the six. I, I think their defense will get better, and I think their offense will worsen. I agree. I, I agree 100%. Well, I mean, they're going to have a hell of a test this week against Houston. We're going to talk about that game here also. Uh, But, yeah, I I think there's only really three contenders to win the Big 12. You know, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and then I have Texas in there also as a contender. I'm not buying the TCU. Straight up not buying TCU. And I I don't think anybody else is going to be a contender. All right, let's move on to the ACC. Uh, Derek, why don't you take the ACC? All right. The, to me, this one's easy. Uh, this is this comes down to Notre Dame and Clemson. That's it. Uh, you want a dark horse? I'll, I'll give you Miami. Uh, ju- uh, I'll, I'll tell you this. This is my hot take of the ACC. The most overrated team in the country and the ACC period will be North Carolina. I don't know if I agree. I mean, I think North Carolina, I mean, are, are they deserving of some people talking about them as a top 10 team? I, I don't think they're that. I, I do think North, North Carolina is a really good team. and I think they're an okay team that surprised some people last year. To me, this feels like Scott Frost's second year. I think everybody's expecting way too much out of Mac Brown year two. He's got a good recruiting class going. He's he had a good recruiting class the year before, but you can't expect these freshmen to come in and be studs right away. There might be one or two of them, but they're not going to be a whole team of them. No, I mean, and if you look at last week, I mean, Syracuse, who I mean, let's just face it, is maybe the worst team in the SEC. It was a ten to six game going into the fourth quarter. Um, North Carolina ran away with it. I, I, I again. North. Here's an interesting thing. So, Derek, I, I don't know if I agree or disagree with that, but what I will say is North Carolina 
would have been my dark horse team in the ACC if they were a dark horse, if that makes any sense. Like, I th- I do think a North Carolina is going to step up. I don't buy them. They're 18th in the country, which do what you will with, or they were 18th in the country. I guess I don't know um, if that's where they're at today. But they, um, but, but I, I do think that they, uh, they, they, they are going to be a good team. I think they're the third best team in that conference. But I, I don't. Um, but I'm with you. I, it, I, I, th- I think Louisville and Miami are both better teams than, than so, North Carolina. So, so, so for me, at least. So, so for, at so for least me, Derek hates the, the Mac confer- Brown, though. So, so the conference championship is clear. Brown. It has to do with people expecting way too much out of him in year two. I, again, so the conference championship for me is clearly Notre Dame, Clemson. I think Clemson wins that. I think if you look at that next thing, I think it's a North Carolina's third. I think Louisville is fourth. I'm with you on that. Um, I think Louisville is good. I think they're a little bit better than Miami. Miami's probably my fifth best team in that conference. But um, but but yeah, I I, I am uh, you know I'm I am a believer. But the interesting thing, and and again, who knows. Um, you know what to do because I I had Florida State as my sixth best team in that conference. Oh, you went then that Vontech, okay? You went that far down. I mean, well, I did, I did, but my point is, is I was clearly wrong because yeah. Florida State just lost to Georgia Tech. Um, they did not look good in that game. They, at all. I mean, it was no offense. There was no offense in that game. I, I didn't get a chance to watch it, but I guess my point is, I think the ACC it is clearly a two team race, and I think it would be very interesting how this plays out long term for Notre Dame. Because I think they're going to be, man, making that conference championship. I think they'll play with Clemson. I think they could play with Clemson pretty well. I don't think they'll win, but I mean, I wonder if this gets a little bit of the independent beat out of them. Because yeah. I think they'll enjoy being in that conference championship. Well, I'm with you, Tatter. I am completely with you. I mean, Clemson. I got Clemson and Notre Dame playing the championship, but I'm I'm high on North Carolina. Also, I think North Carolina. I think they're a fine team. Uh, you know, they did what they had to do last week. They covered. You know, they covered. Backdoor. I mean, I mean again, it was 10 to 6. 10 to 6 going to the fourth. I mean, it, it was it was a very competitive game against probably the worst team in the conference, in Syracuse. But 10 to I, 6? I, it I, wasn't 10 to 6. Yeah, it was. It was 10 to, it was, uh, North Carolina was 10 to 6 going into the fourth. Oh, okay. And then they scored 21 points in the oh, fourth okay. quarter. All right. So uh, I guess that just, just remember when we started the year last year, uh, while you want to shit on Syracuse this whole time, remember, I think two years ago they beat Clemson and everybody thought, oh, Syracuse was going to be the next great coach. Oh, thing. Dana Babers, he was going to be the next great coach oh, absolutely. everywhere. Absolutely. Like, we and need now, that and guy. Now, Ty- and now Tyler has crowned them as the worst team in the ACC. It's. It, I mean, it's them and, or Duke. It's them, Duke, and, Boston and, College, and North Carolina struggled with them for quite some time. Yeah, no, they did. I, again, we'll, we'll see. I, I mean, Sam Howell is a good quarterback. I, I mean, I think he is. He's good. Uh, He's not great. Okay. I mean, sure. I mean, Trevor Lawrence is great. I mean, yeah. yeah. Sam Howell is the, probably the second best quarterback in that conference. I mean, they have. Are I mean. I mean, they have good wide receivers. They have good I, I weapons just, around them. I disagree. Them. I, I think uh, Derek, D. Eric King is probably the next best out of Houston. Yeah, he looked pretty. Oh, uh, he looked pretty he's sharp. Not, he's out of Miami now. Remember, he left. Miami. Houston. Yeah, he left Houston. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I, that dude, I think, is going to be. He's, that, he's a ball. That is the I reason mean, why I have Miami as my dark horse. I just don't think they can beat Notre Dame out for the conference championship game. Huh. Yeah. That, that was funny. That dude's a stud. Uh, uh, Derek King, uh, you know, he kind of like is like, yeah, I, I'm going to sit out. I'm going to sit out, but I'll come back next year. Yeah, yeah, he, he was gone. Not here. I'm coming back. Yeah, I'm coming here. back. Not here. There, there was several guys from Houston that did that last year. Uh, the guy from West Virginia. What's the coach? Uh, Holgerson, Dana Holgerson. God dang. Yeah, he's gonna have a tough yeah. time. Uh, let's move on to the SEC championship. Uh, Tyler, who do you have? So I, I got Alabama and Florida. Um, you know, Georgia was right up there with me. I, you know, the loss of Jamie Newman, of him opting out, I, I, man, I, I'll, be, I'll be honest. I told this to the guys before I started. I don't know who their quarterback is going to be. Like, you can't find a report on that. It sounds like it's going to be a game-time decision who their quarterback is going to be. Is it, you know, is it JT Daniels? Is it true freshman? Um, I don't know. I think Georgia has a good talent. I, I mean, they've obviously been up there for a while. Um, you know, the uncertainty at quarterback gives me the nod of Florida. I, I do think uh, Texas A&M, I, I do look for them to have a really good year. Um, you know, if I, if I was ranking the SEC and top to bottom, you know, they're probably the fourth best team in that conference, in my opinion. I, I do think there'll be a really interesting watch. But, you know, I, I'm going to go Florida versus uh uh, Florida versus uh, Alabama. I think Alabama wins. I mean, I don't really need to explain why I think Alabama is going to win. I think Najee Harris is probably if if, if uh, Fields doesn't get a chance to play, I think he will finish in the top two in the Heisman voting. I mean, I think he is just an absolute stud. I mean, I I wouldn't be shocked if he won the Heisman. Um, yeah, so I'm I'm going to go Alabama win the SEC. Tyler, I'm just going to go ahead and piggyback off you because I have the same uh, championship. Alabama against Florida. I think Alabama wins, but like you, I think Georgia, they're right in there. If they can find an offense, I mean, they need to find an offense. They have like two returning starters. Their defense is going to be stacked. But uh, I I just don't know with – the uncertainty on offense if they can uh, upseat Florida to get in there. I don't think either team, Georgia or Florida, has a shot against Alabama. Alabama, they're, I think they're, they would be the Ohio State of the Big Ten. I'll tell you, I Justin, and I agree with you. But if Jamie Newman was there, um, I had I, I, I if Jamie Newman was there, I had Georgia winning the SEC. Really, I I, I think that defense of Georgia is going to be dominant. Yeah, they are. Um, I, I mean, I think you, you they have enough playmakers on offense. Zamir White, uh, George Pickens, um, a couple of their outside. I mean, I think they're going to be good. Um, but, I, again, you can't lose your starting quarterback, the guy who is probably, you know, the third best quarterback in the conference, um, you know, a couple weeks before the season. And JT Daniels, the guy who a lot of people think is going to start, I mean, he was never impressive at USC. I mean, and it's not like USC was deprived of talent either. So, yeah. I mean, I, I just, I don't know. Um, I just, yeah, I'm with you. That that offense is just a little bit there. But I, th- I think you take out that quarterback uncertainty, I think they're a loaded team. 
Uh, and, and that's going to keep them in a lot of games, and that's going to keep them competing all year. Derek, where do you stand on the SEC? Uh, it still sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you wanted my my champion. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I I agree with you guys. It's probably it, Bama is the team to beat in the West. If there's anybody who can do it, I agree with Tyler. It's probably A and M, but I I just don't see it. Uh, so I got Bama in Florida. Uh, it's so tough right now because I, I, I honestly believe that the East Division is way tougher than the West Division right now because I think between Georgia, Florida, and a team that nobody's mentioned that I think is going to be a much improved team. South it's Carolina. Not quite there yet. South Carolina. No. Tennessee. 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 <laughs> Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt. Che- Jeremy Pruitt. Jeremy Pruitt is impressing me a little bit with his recruiting. I mean, he's, he's probably a year it, or two away, though. He's he's getting yeah, that's, why I say, that's why I say he's probably he's probably yeah. another year away. But I think he's a much improved. I think he's, I think his team's much improved this year. Yeah. No, I'm with you. I, yeah, I, mean, I think he, he, he I think he gives everybody in that division a run for their money. I don't I, know how many I of them lost, he actually wins, but he'll give them a run for their money. I lost a lot of money betting against Tennessee last year. I mean Tennessee for, for, for they, being like their sixth head coach they hired after the uh, whole Greg Schiano thing, like. He's turned out pretty decent for him. Yeah. So one team that we have not discussed is the defending national champions, LSU. Where, where are you guys on LSU? Bust? They lost way too much. And players have opted out yeah. and opted back well, in. I don't know where yeah, they're I, at. I don't know where, I don't know where they stand. I, I, it's so hard to judge them. But without I, Joe I probably, Burrow and everything, I, I don't know. I, I can't see them. I I think they're I think they're overranked right now. I don't think they're a top ten team. No, I agree with you. I think I mean if, if I had to put in the West, I think they're the third best team. Um, they're pro- I, I I actually I mean I still have them ahead of Auburn very slightly. Are they really though? Um, I don't know. I mean I, 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 I think may the not reason be. They're a top ten team right now. Is just because they're defending national champions. Well, NBA absolutely. People didn't want to didn't want to completely. Uh, just shit on them. Well, you know when the coaches when uh, the coaches when they do their polls, right? If it's a defending national champion, they're going to give them the benefit of the doubt until they lose, right? Absolutely, absolutely. And there's a lot of AP voters that do that also, and you know they're going to get the benefit of the doubt. I think that's the situation that they're in. But they've lost. They lost almost all their defense. They lost. Like they're all their top weapons on offense. They had 14 players drafted. Fourteen players drafted. I mean, it it's hard to come back from that. I mean, the last team to come close to that was what the O one Miami team, and yeah, they haven't done shit since. You know, no. uh, speaking of AP voters, this is a little bit off the topic here, and I wish I would have written written down the name of the guy, but they had uh, some AP writers out there that vote for the top twenty five, and. Uh, somebody, at least one, had Boise State ranked in the top 25. Mountain West, they're not even playing this year, guys. And so this guy wrote that, and then Air Force was also in there. Uh, I guess Air Force yeah, has... They, like, got, they have Ohio State in the top 10, too, and they're not playing either right now. I, are they doing that right now? I thought when they redid the votes, I didn't, I didn't think they... I, I guess I didn't notice it when they redid the votes, but yeah, when they redid the votes uh, after this fa- last week. Oh, okay. Ohio I, State. I Ohio apologize. State uh, had the longest 
I, I, I might get this wrong, but I think they had the longest streak in the country or the longest streak in Ohio State history, one of those two, of being ranked in the AP, and they are no longer ranked. Yeah. And yeah. so the, the streak, this. whatever the streak was, with the longest in the country or longest in Ohio State history has been broken. That. Like, Kevin Warren ruined everything. Kevin! Yeah. Hey, fire it, it, Kevin Warren. Everybody hey, hates Kevin Warren. Hey, not everyone. There, there's a commander in chief that says he's a nice guy. It wasn't his fault. It was the and Big Ten the president. Control, hey, if he had the control to fire him, he'd have fired him already. That was under the stipulation if he brought Big Ten football back. He hasn't done that yet. He has <laughs> not done that yet. He has not lived up to his end of the bargain right there. So until yeah. then, he's still a dirtbag. Uh, hey, <laughs> so in the absence of college football with Nebraska right now, and I don't know about you guys. But, you know, I've always lived my life thinking that college football is my favorite favorite sport, which it is. But I don't know about you guys, but I find myself not reading every single article that's written about college football now. Now that Nebraska's not in it, you know, it's kind of like... And to be honest, to, to be honest with you, uh, not to, sorry to interrupt, but to be honest with you, that, that I, that's what also made it so difficult to do the research on the other conferences. Like, normally I have no problems doing conference. Like, you want to talk about Big 12, I'll talk about Big 12 all day. As long as we can come back to Nebraska. And, uh, you know, you, you go to the SEC, same thing. Like, I'll do the research all day long. But college football just, it, it almost feels like uh, falsified hope right now well that's why we did the format that we did this year usually we give a little bit more detailed breakdown we give each conference their own little segment and stuff and we go a little bit deeper into it but this year it's a little bit different you know with people opting in opting out you know uh and all that stuff i mean it's harder to follow every team uh out of the conferences and i don't i don't want to put in the work to find exactly. out about that, teams that and, we're and never going to play. That's the whole problem. It's not – I mean, you're right. I mean, the, the opting in, the opting out, the unknown. Yeah. And, and you really, really have to research every single team at this point to see what is going on. And right now, I don't have that ambition with Nebraska not playing. I just don't. Yeah. I mean, it's it, it's nuts. I mean, it's – I love college football, but it's times like these when Nebraska's not playing. It's like, what am I doing? But is there right, a right team? Now, right now, if you were to ask me who the top five Heisman contenders were, I don't know if I could name three of them. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's it's that bad that, like, I just, without Nebraska, I just, I don't care. I want, I want Nebraska football. I I love football. I love college football, and I will continue to watch it day in and day out every chance I get. But I want Nebraska football. That's what makes football fun. So who are you rooting for this year until Nebraska plays? Is there teams that you're rooting for, Derek? Uh, I'll always root for Army, but, I mean, they're never going to be a national contender. But I'll always root for Army. 2-0, they're looking pretty good. Tyler? Yeah, you know, I, I'm kind of in the boat with you guys. It's, it's a little bit different with no Nebraska. It's hard for me to say a team I'm rooting for. Um, it, you know, I, I would like, I, 
I, I, I'm really a fan of Trevor Lawrence, and and I and it's kind of a front runner team, and maybe it's because I hate Alabama, but I, I would kind of say I'm on the Clemson bandwagon, I guess, and and mainly because I, I, I am a really big fan of Trevor Lawrence, and I really don't want to see Alabama win another national championship, and you know, frankly, I think that with no Ohio, Ohio State in the mix. Um, you know, I think that it is, there's not a lot of teams that can stop them. But if there was a team that could stop them, um, it, you know, it's got to be Clemson. Um, you know, Clemson is definitely that team that I think is up there. So I'm going to I'm going to ride the Clemson bandwagon. Uh, you know, and, and if I had to pick another team, it'd be Florida for the very same reason, because I need somebody to stop Alabama. Huh. OK, I got three teams that I'm rooting for this year. One. Well, two of them is teams that I always root for. One is Army. So for our newer listeners out there, Derek and I were both in the Army, so we that's why we always gravitate towards Army. When they play, we're going to root hard for Army. We're not, we're not delving into rosters or anything like we do for Nebraska by no means. But if they're on, we're rooting for Army. And they're having a pretty darn good year this year. Defense is solid. You know, their offense is... They're looking good. Uh, Baylor, hey, that's the hometown team for me, you know, living in Waco. So I am always going to be rooting for Baylor. Not always. We had some dark years here where I was completely disgusted with Baylor. But, you know, we got Dave Aranda in. I'm I'm a big fan. Uh, You know, their offense is – God, they're they're always going to be good. But the third team this year is a newer team. For me, this just this year, only because of what they did at Iowa State, and that's Louisiana. I'm going to be rooting for them uh, pretty hard this year out of the Sun Belt. I want to see them go undefeated. I just want to see them shake up some things. Maybe they will, maybe they won't. But what they did to Iowa State was comical. It was very funny. They even ran up a late touchdown. In the final seconds, it didn't mean anything. It was always an, uh, it was already an ass whooping, but it was funny. It's funny. So those are the three teams that I'm rooting for this year. You know, I I would have rooted for Iowa State and maybe even Kansas. Like you might even be able to call me a Jasker. Until this whole thing of this weekend of losing to Coastal Carolina, Louisiana, like. That made me lose all hope for those two schools, and I'm already done be rooting for them. Yeah, I, I would have probably just for the local aspect, like they were the closest teams, would have rooted for them. Kansas State, I'll never root for. Uh, they wear purple. Purple's stupid. <laughs> yes, it is. So I, I, so I'll never root for Kansas State, but I would have rooted for Kansas. I like Les Miles, but losing to Coastal Carolina, there's no excuse for that. No, no uh, LSU, no LSU from anyone. I thought someone would pick the Bo Pelini uh, and no. I. I'll root, I'll root for their defense, but I ain't rooting for the team to win. I don't care if they win or lose. I, I, you know, I have very mixed feelings about Bo Pelini, and it, it, you know, I don't, I didn't know I felt this way until very recently, but I'm kind of rooting against Bo Pelini. Are you really? And, and I, yeah, I, I, I kind of want. I, I kind of want. We would. I, I wish that we would have fired uh, Eric Schneider and hired him for a D coordinator. Again, I, I very fair. I'm not saying you're wrong for thinking that, but I, I kind of want to see Bo Pelini's defense be like this big, 
whole I, I want to see him and Ed Orgeron get at it in the sidelines like Lane Kiffin and Nick Saban used to like oh that, I, I that's mean, fascinating I wonder how that's gonna happen I mean well, I would, again yeah. we, 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 we all we all have talked about LSU's demise how it's gonna be there and and it, you know I don't know last year I felt they were more of an way more of an offensive team than defensive team but I mean, I don't think their defense is going to take a step forward. I, I, again, I respect Bo Pelini. I think that, you know, depending on the circle I'm talking to is if, if I'm a Bo Pelini defender or hater, but I kind, I kind of, I, you know, I don't know. I kind of want to see him crash and burn just for the sideline uh, interactions with him and Ed Orgeron, two very fiery individuals. But he's going to have a I'll built-in I'll, excuse I'll, I'll this year. I'll tell you this. I'll tell you this. LSU is already kind of known for DBU. Hopefully he will add to that because he has was always good at getting DB yeah. DBs in the NFL. Yeah, was, with with Bill Callahan's recruits, he was great at it. Yeah, you're right. That's good the not whole time true. He was there. That's not he was true. Good the whole time he was there. Who who was the last defensive back he had drafted? God, now you're making me go back to think. I don't. Know. Luke Amara. I, 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 I 2011. Mean, Gross. Dewan Gross. 2012 or le- 2012. I don't think he had a defensive back drafted uh, I mean, after. I mean, Gross uh, would have been. Okay. John, John okay, so he was Baptiste. only there for another year, two years after that. Like, well, you, you, I can't talk like he didn't have a, a, a recruit drafted for six years. And I mean, I mean, Baptiste was drafted to the, I think one of his last years who was, a, was who his was, last, who, who was recruited as a wide receiver and he turned him yeah. into a DB. No, it was. Well, I mean, and they got again, him drafted I, as a DB. Yeah, again, and it, almost as crazy uh, as fair, taking a tight points, end and moving him to center. But, yeah, that. Yeah, try try to copy Frost. Okay, let's let's get into this uh, picks of the game because we've been we're 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 going long here for right. everyone. So I think we need to get some picks. So before here. we get into the games of the week, we got to talk about my bookie. Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first deposit. Winning season means Survivor, Super Contests, and Squares. At MyBookie, it's time to celebrate the NFL season. Sign up now and make your first deposit to get a dollar-for-dollar match all the way up to $1,000. And grab yourself a free entry into the famed Super Contest by MyBookie. To play in the contest, all you have to do is pick five NFL games against the spread to have a chance at $100,000 guaranteed in cash prizes. The best part is my bookie has thousands of bets to choose from. The full NFL slate. It's simple to make your picks win big, collect your cash. Use promo code LATEFEES, LATEFEES, one word, and double your first deposit now. It's a no-brainer. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. All right, games of the week. All lines are from my bookie. We got six games here that we're picking. Uh, all games are straight picked straight up, but I'm offering the lines here. Uh, first game, Derek. Houston at Baylor. Baylor's four and a half point favorites. Who do you have? Oh, you know, I, I don't know. This, this To me, this was one of the toughest games on all every, every, everything we're gonna pick, this was the toughest game for me to pick. I, I don't know why. Uh, I think it's because the Big Twelve sucked balls all weekend. 
Uh, I don't know what to expect out of either one of these teams because we haven't seen them play. Uh, Baylor's got a new head coach with Dave Aranda. I, we don't know what he's going to bring to the table. I I think right now I'm, I'm going to go with Houston. I, Tanner. I, I, I think there's less. I think there's less controversy going on in that conference right now. Yeah, Derek, I'm with you on pretty much everything you said. That probably the single toughest game we're going to pick this weekend. Uh, but I'm going to go Baylor. Um, I, I do think Baylor has a little bit more talent than Houston, so I'm going to go Baylor. So what I think is interesting about this game right here is uh, Baylor's first game against, uh, I guess, Louisiana Tech. It was scratched due to COVID. Baylor and Houston made this game happen in six days. I mean, that is phenomenal in college football standards to set a game and say, hey, we're going to play in six days. I mean, you see idiot schools out there taking 11, 12 years to put games on the schedule. These guys did it in six days. Which is all the more reason the Big Ten could get a season going. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And so... Anyway, so I thought that was very remarkable. Uh, but I, hometown team, guess who I'm going with? I'm going with Baylor. Uh, yeah, I knew it. Game number two, uh, number 23, Appalachian State. Four and a half point favorites at Marshall. That'll be a fun game. Derek. Okay. Now, this is a game I can actually talk about because, I, dude, I got to tell you, I, I was a little overwhelmed with Marshall. Like, they looked phenomenal. I really do think they did. Uh, Marshall had 627 yards uh, last week or two weeks ago against Eastern Kentucky. I get it, it's Eastern Kentucky. But he had 627 yards, gave up only 166, gave up no points to Eastern Kentucky, and Ab State struggled against Charlotte. And so I, I'm i going to go with Marshall in this game. I, I was overly impressed with what Marshall did. I thought what App State did was a little underwhelming for who they were playing. Tyler? Well, first of all, Derek, you're sleeping a little bit on Charlotte. I, I, I think Charlotte's a little bit under the radar. Um, they're, they're coming up. They've only been D1 for five year, four years, I think. They're, they're really new. I think they're kind of coming around. But, I, but I'm with you in the take that I think Marshall wins the game. Um, yeah, I, I, again, very impressed with they, what they've done. Um, I like this team. I, I think, yeah, I like Marshall to win the game. Yeah, I thought it was interesting with that Marshall-Eastern Kentucky game because I watched a lot of that game mainly because I uh, bet Eastern Kentucky. I think I was getting like 41 points or 43, 43 points in that game is what I was getting. Surely Eastern Kentucky can hang with Marshall 43 points. They did not. They lost fifty nine to nothing. This quarterback, I, I believe, I believe I hit two bets on that game. I took Marshall and the over, and Marshall hit the over by themselves. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Marshall, that freshman quarterback, he passed for three hundred seven, uh, three hundred seven yards and four touchdowns on like fifteen attempts or something. I mean, it was ridiculous. It was a, it was a killer. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm taking Marshall. I. I like App State, Appalachian State, but I got to take Marshall at home. All right, game number three, UCF minus seven and a half at Georgia Tech. Great game. All right, I, again, I, I, I kind of uh, led this game to believe that Georgia Tech 
just got done beating Florida State. I think they have the confidence. They have a game under their belt. Uh, UCF, I just, they just haven't had a chance to play yet. I, I think Georgia Tech slides an upset in here. Ooh, really? I do. Okay. Tyler? You know, Derek, Derek, I'm with you in that regard. I mean, UCF has had a lot of opt-outs and a lot of uh, uncertainty on their team. Georgia Tech was, a, I, again, a team in Florida State who I actually had, you know, I don't want to say in high regards, but I, I, did, I thought Florida State was going to be pretty decent this year. Um, I, I just don't know what UCF is going to bring. You know, maybe this is a Scott Frost homer in me, but I felt like he was building that program. I, I don't know if they're still on that trajectory. I I, th- I think they're still a good team, but I like Georgia Tech to win this game too. Wow. I'm not impressed with Georgia Tech. I thought Florida State, I thought they played a very sloppy game, very sloppy game in that. They blew a what, 10, 13, nothing lead to lose the way that they did. Uh I like UCF. I think UCF, the way that they always come in, they always play with a chip in their on their shoulder, always like they're not getting any respect. They're headed into a game at Georgia Tech where you know they can get a win against Power 5. And UCF, I think that they're going to win by double digits easy in this but game. UCF had 10 players opt out, a couple starters. Two starters. I mean, yeah. I, I, don't, I, I, I don't know... Again, I don't know what they're bringing to the table. Uh, offensive line, a lot of offensive linemen lopped out. Again, Backups. attrition. Yeah. Who, yeah. But. A lot of depth, a lot of depth there. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I have a little bit of uncertainty. Um, you know, I, I, again, two starting defensive players opted out. I, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I'm a little bit, I'm skeptical a little bit on UCF this year. I think they're going to, the decline is coming. I don't know if it's a decline. I'm just sticking with my uh, Georgia Tech had a chance to get all their kinks out, out out for a week, and they and UCF doesn't have that. I don't think they need. So it. I, I think UCF could play a very sloppy game, and if they do, I think Georgia Tech. They're, they're, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens, but I think UCF just has. They always play with the chip on their shoulder when they're playing teams that are supposedly above them. Meaning in Power under, 5 conferences. Under normal, under normal circumstances, I would agree yeah. with you. All right. Uh, next game. Uh, number 17, Miami. At number 18, Louisville. Louisville's two and a half point favorites. Top 25 matchup here, Derek. What do you like? Uh, this, this was probably the second toughest game we had to pick. But I, and, I, and I really didn't know what to go off of because, again, uh, has Louisville played a game yet? No. Yes. No. I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. No, they did. They oh. play, I, was saying, I thought they played. Yeah. They played Iowa. Uh, not Iowa State. Uh, who the hell Oh, that's play? right. They played uh, Oh, they played another garbage team. In Western, my, Kentucky. Western, Western Kentucky. Kentucky. Western Kentucky. And then uh, Miami played UA, uh, UAB. Yep. UAB. Uh, so we really don't have much to go off of. They both had a chance to get their kinks out. Uh, I, I, I went with Miami. I, I think they have... Probably the second best quarterback in the ACC with Derek King or Derek King or whatever. However you say his first name, it's pretty, it's spelled differently at least. Uh, but but I like the kid. I think he's a good. I think he's a good quarterback. 
And I think with the talent that he's going to have at Miami, I think he's going to do good things. And I haven't beaten Louisville this week. Tyler. I mean, Derek King went through for 144 yards last week. I mean, they, they ran the ball a lot more. Um, Cameron Harris ran uh, ran for 134. King did put up 83 yards rushing. Um, I guess I say all that to say I, I don't know what to make of this Miami team. I think I thought Louisville was going to be a little bit better going into the season. I you know I'm going to stay with that. Um, West Kentucky definitely didn't show it, but um, but I'm going to I'm going to go Louisville in this game. Yeah, I, I have Louisville also. I mean. That was a fun game to watch with Miami, and you know they, they kind of uh, pick up the pace there. They their ground game is good. God, they can run the ball against UAB. Against UAB. UAB is okay. they're not so what terrible. Louisville did was against Western Kentucky. Like no, I, I get it. I get it. I'm just saying if if you're gonna crown Miami's rushing game because uh, Cameron Harris ran for 130 yards, and you know they ran for 300 yards as a team. Hey, I'm, I'm, but I don't know, you know, but I don't it's know still that impressive. Louisville's going to be known for defense. No, they're not. They're not. Again, if Nebraska was to do know, that to Troy, you would be like, oh, my God, Nebraska's rushing game kicks ass. you damn right I would. Same, same thing. Be that as it may, as impressive as what Miami did on the ground running, I, I think Louisville, I think they escape. With, with the win here. I think it's going to be a tight game. It's going to be a fun game for sure. This is one of the better games of the weekend. Uh, but I'm taking Louisville also. Speaking of Troy, Troy is our fifth game. Troy is three and a half point favorites at Middle Tennessee State. Derek. All right. So I've picked all upsets, I guess, so far now that I'm looking at it. And this will not be one of them. Uh I, I, Middle Tennessee State, is, they, you know, they gave up 42 points to a – it was Army. I, But they're not known for scoring a lot of points. Not only did they score – give up 42, but they scored nothing. Uh, I, I think Troy can win this game fairly easily. I, I, I got Troy winning this game. I don't think Middle Tennessee is near as good. And honestly, I can't see why the spread is as close as it is. Yeah, it's pretty shocking. Tyler? I got uh, Troy also. I mean, I, I, I'm with you guys. I, you know, I, behind the scenes, I wasn't part of the game selections. I was like, when I saw this game picked, I was like, I don't understand why. I think Troy is a pretty obvious pick here. Um, yeah, I got Troy. I don't know why. Well, the, I mean, Vegas obviously has a different. I, mean, I don't know why the close. line is so low. I know. I mean, Middle Tennessee State, they got blanked by Army. I don't know why this is so low. I mean, is Troy expected to be really crappy? I mean, you got to be really crappy. But I mean, I mean, if you look at that conference, I mean, you know, the the Sun Belt Conference. I mean, I I don't know, but Phil still had them the third best team in that conference. Um, I mean, had Troy so maybe, as the third best team? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I I don't know. Do do with that as you will, but. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna yeah. have to research that. Maybe somebody's setting out to make that line that low. Yeah, because right I, now I, that, that almost looks like a lock of the week, but we'll see. Uh, final game: Wake Forest at NC State. Uh, North Carolina State is two and a half point favorites. Derek. Ah, uh, you know, 
I don't know shit about either one of these two teams. I'm not going to lie about it. Wake Forest, I think, gave Clemson a better game than people expected, even though they still lost by, what, three or four touchdowns? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, I think the Wolfpack probably still wins. NC State's got a, got a, got a little bit of a heads up on them, I think. Tyler. Yeah, I, I, again, Derek kind of took my thunder there. I mean, Wake Forest was impressive week one. Um, you look at NC State, I, I don't really know what they're bringing to the table. I, I, they're kind of a team that, I mean, you know, I, I, I really didn't think much of. I, I'm going to go, but I, I just, I don't know. I, this, this was right there with me. I'm going to go, I, I make my decision on the spot. I'm going to go NC State also. Um, the second toughest game for me to pick this weekend, um, just because I really don't know a lot about these teams, but I, I do think NC State will pull it out at the end. All right, so I'll tell you something about North Carolina State here. They're breaking in two brand-new coordinators, offensive coordinator and defensive coordinator. One of those coordinators is Tim Beck as the new offensive coordinator. That's all I needed to see in this game to make me select Wake Forest. So I have Wake Forest... Never been a fan of Tim Beck, so Wake Forest is it for me here. Uh, fun, fun fact, I've been to both those campuses. Which one's better? Uh, I like Wake Forest. I, I'm w- with Wake, Derek. Wake Forest, been... is, Wake Forest is better to look in. Uh, yeah. NC State's a little more fun. Okay. All right. Here's a segment that we took that we're reliving from last year. And this is a a segment that Tyler sucks ass at. This is the I think me and you tied last year. That's just for the record, that's not true at all. <laughs> this is the either way I won. Best, but yeah, Derek won this last year. This is the best bet segment. Uh, all these picks here are based on the line, and this is our best bet of the week. So, Derek, what is your best bet of the week? I, I went with uh, the over on Miami-Louisville. I don't know if I picked that game accurately as far as win, Miami winning, but what I do know is there's going to be a lot of points scored, and the over-under was set at 64-and-a-half, so I took the over in that game. Okay. Tyler? Um, I, I, I like where Derek's head's at. I'm going to go an over-under myself. I'm going to go the over-under on Clemson-Citadel. Um, the over-under I got was 57-and-a-half. Um, I think Clemson could score that by themselves. They scored over 50 points five times last year. Last time these two teams met, the score was 61-3. to um, They played Warford uh, last year, and they a uh, very similar team, and they, they definitely cleared that spread. I think it was like 56-14. to um, you know, maybe it's a garbage time touchdown by the Citadel that gives it over, but I, I like that over there. Yeah, I think I like both of those picks. I think both of those picks are I can get behind. Uh, I picked two picks here, but the one that uh, I think I like the best out of here is Tulane minus seven against Navy. Now, Navy, they gave up 580 yards against BYU in a 55-3 to loss. Tulane... They can throw the ball pretty well. I think uh, BYU threw the ball pretty well against BYU. Seven points. I think. I think Tulane can do it. 
Thoughts? It's fair. Yeah. Navy looked like they were just discombobulated in that game. That was they did terrible. Not look like that was I, that was one game I did get a chance to watch. It was tough. It was tough to watch too. It, it was. I hate to see any of my armed forces schools get crushed like that, but man, they got hammered. Go Army, beat Navy. Hey, uh, moving on. Last call, guys. We're at an hour thirty minutes. We haven't done an episode this long in a while, but. Uh, last call to you, Derek. All right. Uh, I, I'm going to go with just Nebraska high school football in general. And and I just want to talk about how ridiculous things have gotten because high school football is allowed to be played. They're out there hitting each other. They're out there hit, playing with the same ball. And... When the game's over, they're not allowed to hand, hand, shake hands because you might catch COVID. Where, where, where's any common sense on this matter? I, I'm at a loss as to all this that's going on. Okay. Tyler? Well, I, I'm with you, but I will say St. Cecilia had to opt out because of COVID. Um, the old Blue Hawks had some issues, so really, I, who knows what? Yeah, so uh, they had a breakout, so they had a they're, they're taking a sabbatical. I don't know how long, but yeah, um, but yeah, you know, it, it's an interesting uh, little bit, but um, yeah, I, it, it is crazy to think that the there's high school being played when you know these colleges have better resources to mandate it. Wow. For one, well, you guys dropped two bombs on me here. I didn't know about St. Cecilia killing their football program, or temporarily. A but. week off. I, I don't even know if there's if it's two weeks or one week. I, I, I just know they had to take a break. When do, when do they play in Nebraska? When do they start play? Uh, they, started they started two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. they already started. Yeah. So St. Cecilia played their first game. Um, I think they – God, I think they won – and yeah, I believe they had to take. They, there was something that happened that had to make them, you know, take a break. Yeah, at least in this area in Texas, they haven't started yet. I think they're about two weeks from starting. Maybe next week, but one two weeks. Uh, but Derek, that, yeah, that is crazy. You know, you rub up, tackle people, spit in their face all game long, but you can't shake their hand at at the end. That that's nuts. Uh, last call to you, Tyler. My last call goes to the MLB, and uh, they just announced today that the Players Association approved a bubble format for the playoffs. I'm under the opinion that this probably should have been something they should have looked at to start the season. Um, but now that they started, I don't know if I like the bubble for the playoffs. Uh, you know, I don't know if there was ever going to be fans in the stands, but you know, Texas Rangers uh, are going to be the site of the. Uh, World Series, I you know, lot a lot of uh, potential weirdness that you'll see, but yeah, the bubble has been approved for the playoffs in the MLB. Interesting, Derek. This is as dumb as the players not being able to shake hands. Like seriously, okay, I, I understand you've had a few teams that had problems with COVID at the beginning of the season. But as the season's gone on, the players have gotten more responsible and they haven't screwed around. And you haven't had a problem with this for several re- weeks now. 
So why now are you going to start going into a bubble? Like this makes no I, sense whatsoever. I agree. This is this is ridiculous. This is I'm gonna, I'm going to refrain and call it ridiculous rather than the other R word I wanted to use. Uh, ridiculous. This is just dumb. It it's dumb. It, it makes no sense. I agree. Yeah. Well, my last call is not sports related, but it's indirectly sports related, and that is going to be. Yingling beer, one of my favorite beers of all time. They have a partnership with Molson Coors to expand their beer line west from 22 states to like adding 25 more states in the U.S. Texas, Nebraska is going to be one of those states. I can't wait. I love Yingling. Uh, this is one of those beers where any time that I venture across to the East Coast, whether it's me or anybody I know, they bring back cases of Yingling beer. Why? Because it's freaking delicious. And I am so excited for this. If I can get this for game day, uh, by game day when Nebraska plays, this is going to be my game day beer of choice, hands down. Unless I'm mixing it with uh, tomato juice for red beers, then I'll use uh, some Keystone Light or something. Derek, what do you think? Well, judging by Kevin Warren, you'll have Yingling beer for probably a couple of years before we have Nebraska football. Oh, I hate you, Tyler. Well, you know, I I, I love this topic, and I need a little help to sell uh, to celebrate my opinion. So I'm gonna go to Cool in the Gang, and. I will tell you, it is great to see the Husker, the Yingling good beer going. Uh, it, it, it is great. It'll be great. Ted Carter coming out and saying there'll be Husker football. You know, everyone's shit on 2020, but I will tell you that maybe it's turning around in September. Maybe we'll get Husker football and Yingling at the same time. That is what anyone could want. I am looking forward to it. Great last call, Justin. Oh, amen to that. All right, great show, guys. It is time to get out of here. Uh, special thanks to Connor Russell for putting this audio together for us. Be sure to follow the Husker Cuscast on Twitter, at Husker Cuscast. Like us on Facebook. Look for episodes on Podbean, iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and BigHeadsMedia.com. Rate, review, and subscribe. On behalf of Derek and Tyler, we want to thank everybody for listening. Be safe out there. And as always, go Big Red! Third of the night.